Hello and welcome again to EdTech Innovators. We're creative, innovative people, aren't we? And of course, creative, innovative people innovate more during a crisis. And that's what this episode is all about. It's about the ways in which we may change the way that we work and change the way that we do things for the better on the back of the dreadful coronavirus crisis. Before we go any further, let's cast our minds back to two months ago when the BET show, the trade show dedicated to educational technology or edtech, took place at Excel in London. Let's think about how much has changed since then. Listen to the audio that I recorded on the first day. Okay, I'm waiting in the speaker and VIP registration queue at the moment and I'm having an attack of imposter syndrome because, of course, I'm thinking, who are these people who are VIPs? I'm not a VIP. Um, I somehow managed to wangle a VIP pass, but let's see if it works. Um, I won't maintain eye contact for too long. Wish me luck. Fast forward two months and XL will be converted temporarily into a hospital to accommodate coronavirus patients. This podcast is dedicated to the unprecedented pace of change that we're experiencing in peacetime and, of course, the cognitive nimbleness and innovation that is required to help us get through this, both in education and in technology. First up, some bite-sized reflections on what's starting to change very quickly since the awful spread of coronavirus. Hi, Tim Bennett here from the E-Assessment Association and the SPAS team at BTL. It's going to be interesting to see how things do change uh, once everything calms down. I do think that people will trust the remote technology uh, that you know, can be can be effective and can be can do what they want it to do. There's always been that idea that why change something? You know, people don't want to change because there's no need to change, but obviously now there is a need to change. Um, and I think people will try it. They'll realize that it's quite perfectly capable um, and they'll trust it more. We are social animals, so people will still want to get together in groups and do things. But I do think you know, e-examinations, e online examinations, remote proctored, online invigilation, all those things you know, will be seen as being absolutely possible because people have tried them, have enjoyed them, um, they've found that they're perfectly capable and they'll use them going forward. Next, Savas Savides, who works for Express Publishing in Southeast Asia. I guess we've all seen that post on social media saying, now we'll find out which meetings could have been emails, right? And guess what? Turns out quite a few. So one big takeaway out of this whole mess is that we can work smarter we can save resources, and by resources, I don't mean only money, but what is infinitely more valuable, and that is time. We have unlimited technological tools at our disposal. We can use them to redefine productivity and keep our students engaged every step of the way. And now it's time for the main interview, which is with Sean Little from Mindful Training. 
this new one. Mm -hmm. There we go. Brilliant. Okay, so I'm with somebody who um, I'm not going to introduce yet. He, he can introduce himself, of course. Um, and he's somebody who works very closely um, around the issue of mental health and well-being and efficiency. And of course, what I'm interested in exploring around technology is never far away from those issues of efficiency in mental health and well-being and training and so on. So could I introduce Sean Little, please? Hello, Sean. Hi, Pete. Hi, how are you doing? I'm really well. I'm really well. And uh, many, of course, many listeners will, of course, be listening um, a few weeks from now. Uh, so it's worth establishing just where we are uh, right now before we start talking about what we want to talk about. So we went yeah. into lockdown yesterday, of course, mm -hmm. in the UK. Yeah. And of course, we've been in, lo in lockdown in Italy and Spain and other places and California and so on. And it feels very weird indeed, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Day one is, um, I mean, we always knew it was coming. Um, it's obviously like, like everything leaked before uh, everything, uh, the official word gets done. And mm. the, the outpouring of stress and anxiety last night, for example, in, on Facebook uh, and Twitter was, was incredible, absolutely incredible. And the groups mm. that, um, that I'm a member of, and I joined several new ones because there's, there's people just crying out, um, having panic attacks and anx uh, anxiety going off the scale. So, mm. Yeah, last night was it was a huge, huge catalyst. Yeah, and um, it, it's. I mean, how do you feel about how people are going to feel in a couple of weeks' time? So, if you pick up this podcast in a couple of weeks' time, and um, the world will have changed beyond recognition, won't it? I think, and um, without being too morbid, some awful things will have happened to people. But of course, one of the things that we would like to explore through this conversation is the ways in which we could change things when we come out the other side. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it's going to be it's going to be really, really positive when we look back on it. It's, it's a huge learning point in, in our lives. You know, it's something that we've, we in our lives will probably never, ever face again. And some people in their lifetimes have never faced. So, yeah, this, this is there are there are tremendous learning opportunities to come from this. So that's how we've, we, we can. That's one obviously uh, obvious way of looking at things. But we are going to go through some really, really bad times, worse times than now. So looking back from two weeks time, um, things are going to be uh, pretty tough by then because that's two weeks of lockdown. Um, mm. The thing to focus on, though, is people. And again, this is this is something that I work on with with mindfulness. You know, people are people focus on on things that their brain tells them to be be fearful of because that's that's just how the brain is wired um, mm. uh, defensive and it keeps us safe. But if we just run away with that and, and focus on the, the, the negative, which is people are here 12 weeks, people are here three months plus 12 months, then that's what they focus on and believe. And then that's when their mental well-being, physical well-being deteriorates. Just in, so just in two weeks, we are going to hear some, some pretty shocking stories and people are going to have experienced something. So, so from you know, day two now, it's really, really, really important for all of us to look after our physical and mental well-being. Mm. So, would you mind if I ask you? I'll show you mine. You show me yours. So, uh, yes. let's talk about how we're dealing with this uh, personally. So, yeah. um, I'll, I'll start with me if that's okay. So, I'm um, trying to get used to it, of course, and I'm sort of, I don't know, wavering between feeling very anxious and confused and lost, and being very focused and logical and pragmatic, and trying to enact my own 
physical and mental health uh, plan. So that, that starts with things like imposing a routine, getting up and getting dressed as if I'm going to work and exercising first thing in the morning and then exercising um, late evening as well and making sure I'm taking regular breaks, more so than I do when I'm at work. And at the same time around the work, I'm thinking about how I could, I and other people could, could work differently. So that, that's my plan, if it is a plan, <laughs> because obviously we're, we're all making it up as we're going along at, at the moment, aren't we, to an extent. Uh, what about you, Sean? Well, I think, I think that is a plan. I would agree entirely with you. I think it's a tremendous plan. It's, um, and I'm, so I'm, I'm a really, really emotional person. Um, I, I'm not logical. So plans are really quite difficult for me. I have to force myself uh, to actually do them. But uh, yes, yeah, routine is massive. Routine is absolutely critical. So this is, this is one of the opportunities. It's a brilliant opportunity to actually instigate your own routine. And it doesn't have to be like work, you know, the, the, our school, uh, our children's school has, uh, they had trouble with, talk from a tech perspective, they had trouble with the bandwidth and um, everybody accessing the same platforms and they went down. So now, and, and of course, parents working from home, because again, we've, we've never even tested um, anything like this before and it's not working. So we initially, their routine was going to be working all day, you know, nine to five, pretty much, or nine to four. Um, and now we've had the dictate from school saying, oh, hang on, sorry, got it wrong, nine till one, uh, which I agree with because, you know, I, obviously home working, you will get, you will be more productive if you, if you do have a routine and you will get more done in a short space of time. Even, importantly, as you said, taking more breaks and that's very, very, very important. So from my perspective, have made a routine. The physical exercise is great. You've got Joe Wicks doing a fantastic thing for free on YouTube. Um, there's, there's, there's yoga available. There's all sorts of exercises all, all over the place. I'm talking with another person outside of here about potential platform to kind of create as fast as we can for physical and mental well-being to help people for, the, for exactly this sort of thing so that people can, can do what they need to, um, but for themselves. Yeah, well, a terrible confession to make, Sean, I'm afraid. Until a couple of days ago, I hadn't even heard of Joe Wicks. And now he's like a tattoo all over my everybody's body, isn't it? Everybody's talking about Joe Wicks all the time. Yeah. This is a good time for Joe Wicks in a perverse way, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's I mean, yeah, I, I look for the, for the best in everything. Um, I focus my mind on, on everything positive. So you can look at Joe Wicks in two ways, as, as everything else, as stuff that I'm doing as well. Um, uh, so I'm doing lots and lots of things for free. He's doing this for free. Um, and you can look at it from that commercial perspective and say, oh, he's just taking uh, an opportunity. He's just going to charge us. He's going to do this. He's just getting himself in the public eye. But at the end of the day, the guy's actually doing it. He's given up his time. He's doing it for free. And he is helping, well, at the last count, you know, millions of people, thousands to millions, definitely. So mm. that's, that's what I take out of it. You can take what you want out. However, what I do is I train my brain to take the positive out of it. Uh, and leave whatever negative that, 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 that I could be thinking in my old life I used to and uh, leave that behind because you know I, I choose to be happy so mm. I'm going to be I'm yeah. going to be happy I'm going to be happy with Jay. Yeah absolutely and we can all learn from him can't we in, in, mm. in what he's doing and uh, I'd like to think also that um, there was some debate on Twitter this morning about um, how people you know 
slacking off Carol Vorderman because she's now giving stuff away uh, for free, but people, of course, are, um, sorry, they're slacking off people who are slacking off Carol Vorderman's appearance. So she's right. giving stuff away for free, uh, maths tuition, and uh, there's people, you know, making fun of her appearance, of course, and there's yeah. sort of a yeah. spiral of negativity on Twitter, Twitter about that. Um, yes. I'd like to think that we'd left that behind after Caroline Flack's um, suicide, of course. But, yeah. uh, and I'd like to think that coronavirus will, that will actually help us be less negative in, in, in a public space, in, a, in the public realm. Um, maybe it'll start to happen. Let's hope so. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah, I mean, it's really, really interesting. I was, I was really hoping for a great public reaction. What I've seen is, is a, dis, uh, a descent from uh, uh, tribalism into individualism. So this, yeah. this is, this is not uncommon. It, it, it is what's expected and this is what will happen. Um, it's not survival of the fittest. It's just, it's just, uh, this is where uh, the thing takes place in the brain, the amygdala gets hijacked. And so you just defense, 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 defense. And you don't think about anyone else, not your 80-year-old granny or anybody else in the queue. You just buy in as many bags of pasta as you possibly can, a toilet roll uh, and all the, the, the chocolate and wine. You know, people have gone for chocolate and wine now. But yeah, this, this yeah. was expected and it will always, always happen until people come to a point where consciousness is pricked or a new consciousness starts to develop. Mm, that's right. And it's not going to happen quickly, of course. No, um, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, and of course, a lot of the reporting of this, which mm. is real, um, fuels that, of course, doesn't it? I mean, I think that a lot of the reporting is actually being quite mild and, and um, restrained. Um, you know, they, they could be going into hospitals a lot more on the TV news, but the, but then not, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but of course, when you see these spikes and so on, these spikes in, in deaths and contractions and so on, it's yeah. bound to make people worried, isn't it? Yeah, and, that, and, and that's the trouble, and that's the focus thing. Um, focus is real. Focus and concentration are absolutely real. And the trouble is, uh, you know, deaths, uh, bad news sell, uh, and good news doesn't so much. But we are starting to see some good news. Obviously, the likes of the Italian singing and things like mm. that being shared. That's, that's just absolutely fantastic. And I was, um, yeah, oh, God, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it brought me to tears the, the other night when I was watching it because I was just, I just couldn't believe I was, I was watching something just in the midst of that chaos over there um, mm. where, where they could find a space in their minds to actually do that. That's, that, that was mindfulness. I mean, truly, truly exhibited there. It was beautiful. Mm, it's lovely. So, so it's been a good, a good week for Joe Wicks, a, a good week for the yeah. amygdala, yes. <laughs> of yes. course, if, if you can have a good week for the, for the amygdala. <laughs> um, and, and potentially a good week for mindfulness, if you, if you like, if people are starting to find ways of, of, of uh, becoming yeah. more mindful yeah. in their private lives. And we'd like to think that that will spill into the, into the public um, space too, and into the workplace, for mm -hmm. example. So uh, are you noticing that your working relationships with people are becoming a little bit more um, inclusive and intimate and um, yeah. I, I suppose mindful in a way? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the thing, you know, we can't, we can't be mindful all the time. And that's, that's the point of mindfulness. It's just being in the present moment without judgmental bias, um, mm. but being able to stay present as well uh, for, for the amount of time that you choose to. So, so, you know, I, I practice this as much as I possibly can, but being human, I can't do it all the time. So now I'm, uh, I, I'm doing as much as I can through technology, through Zoom, through Microsoft Teams, uh, exploring WebEx for the first time, but just through as many so that I can help people recognize what being mindful is. So that, yeah, the, these relationships that we can have, 
um, even when they're virtual, you know, as, as you and I have discovered, even when they're virtual, uh, can be really, really deep, um, uh, have lots of rapport, and you can have a really, really great, honest, deep-seated level of communication. So, so this, is, this has been a fantastic time to, to, for people to start. And yes, I am noticing it going into more sector. I mean, education started with it, but is still toying with it and mm. thinking that it will help, you know, disadvantaged, uh, challenged environments. But the thing is, uh, it, it will, of course it will, but it will help everybody as well, mainstream. So if it happens in mainstream, if it happens in disadvantaged and um, challenged, then it works in corporate, it works in public sector, it works in third sector, it just works. So I think mm. people are starting, still starting, but starting now really to get that message. Yeah, and that's something that I write about and talk about quite a lot. That in in education, there is this often this disconnect between what happens in the real world and what happens in education. You know, it's um, yeah, the, yeah. the world of education is often sort of a few years behind uh, what yeah. happens in the real world. Yeah. Uh, so, if what's happening with coronavirus could square that circle a little bit, mm. you know, that would be a wonderful thing, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because I'm um, uh, I'm also an accredited mental health first aid trainer, so. Um, I train people to be mental health first aiders in the workplace uh, all for themselves so so obviously mostly it's for organizations um, now I trained my uh, eldest son who's 18 who goes to uh, a local school in the world and he's the only mental health first aider there's some some people I think some staff six staff I think have had mental health training awareness training but nobody has yet become apart from so I've got they've got a six former who's a mental health first aider and, and nobody else. So I'm just, and this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to break into more and more schools to help the staff um, and the peers uh, become, uh, and not to be, you know, it's got to be 16 months, but actually I, I couldn't have 18 and have, has to be mature. That's, that's mm -hmm. got to be uh, uh, the thing. But yeah, yeah, spreading, spreading that sort of uh, um, uh, uh, style, skills, behaviours mm -hmm. into education can only help Along with mindfulness, I mean, you're going you're gonna to get an increase in creativity, problem solving, increase in focus, concentration, you know, think about the revision, think about the study skills. The, the school's going to walk away with, with better uh, scores, no matter what. And mm. the kids are going to walk away with the skills that we're just learning now at our ages. And they're, they're going to be set for life, being able to make mindful choices all the way through their lives. It makes utter sense to me. Mm. So, and there is a sense of that, of course, you know, as in World War Two, you know, when you're in, a, in the middle of a crisis, then innovation does thrive, doesn't it? Yes. So what we've had over the last few years, I think largely through because it's fashionable, really, there's mm. been a, a move towards recognizing the importance of promoting positive mental health in education. There's, yeah. so there's some kind of dipping your toe in time kind of tentative recognition that this may be important of course it's, we all know how important it is but yeah. the you know the dfe the, and the government's um sort of say recognize it in this very sort of uh, tentative kind of way now how, how stressed out are the kids about this yeah you know, they're extremely anxious so we've got to act and, and find a way of, of acting in a sustained way as well um, so yeah, so exploring ways to do that remotely, mm -hmm. uh, you know, alternating between face to face and face face to face and online communication. That's yeah. what education is now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's this alternation, and and for many years, of course, there has been this separation that there's been stuff dumped onto VLEs and so on, um, mm -hmm. which isn't very educational, but it's just information, not not learning. Yeah. And and of course, there's been 
that help in inverted commas available, which again has been information as opposed to real help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I've got um, another business outside of here, learnerverse.co.uk, which is a GCSE platform. So you've got about around 800 lessons, which we're just quickly uploading now onto the platform and we're going to make free um, uh, for people during the crisis. Um, mm -hmm. And and that's shot with with real teachers. But we wanted to we, we we did that because we couldn't find a platform out there that that had uh, the GCSE journey shot with uh, uh, shot in bite sized videos. So you don't have to do the classroom management, obviously. So the learning is achieved. It's all skill based. So it's non exam board dependent. And you, you're not chopping and changing from different teachers or different sources. Like you know, Khan Academy, I think, is brilliant. But you're getting completely different styles and completely different ways and thoughts and means of teaching on these videos. Mm. So, so yeah, that feels, feels slick. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. The other, just on a, a quick point there, though, um, uh, just to for awareness as well. I think from the mental health perspective, this is this the one worrying thing, Pete. That that I again, it's an opportunity because we can be teed up for this, but. From a mental health perspective, the country is going to be hit by um, uh, even more mental health issues post-crisis. Mm. You know, uh, people yeah. are dying, but also uh, uh, students uh, are going to be affected. We're going to see very probably a rise in, in uh, mental health, uh, poor mm. mental health, poor mental well-being, and potentially things like PTSD is going to go. You know, PTSD is not just for soldiers, as a lot of people think, uh, mm. both male, female, all ages. Um, we we have experience of. 13 uh, who ha has been bullied and has been just diagnosed well recently diagnosed with PTSD mm. because of that and so now people dying relatives dying this crisis being on lockdown it's going to affect kids a lot and mm. a lot of support needed in the post uh, coronavirus months yeah absolutely um here's what the, the, now obviously we're up against um opinions that can very often be very callous and misguided at this time too you know so it's misinformation yeah. and what would you say about the, the the idea that or the hope if you like that this could be the end of the snowflake generation that this will toughen people up that mm. your mental health can be toughened up uh, after periods of trauma oh gosh um <sighs> I, I, the, 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 I've never come across a word apart from um, when I was bullied because <laughs> of my ginger. Yes. But the word snowflake just um, and I and I I sometimes have associated friends use it in not in the bullying context, but any way you use it, I can't stand it. I think it's awful. I think it's terrible. Mm. So I'm I'm hoping, praying, doing everything that I possibly can. Whenever I hear that word, I always address it. I can't stop myself. Uh, which is not very mindful, but that's just a choice that I make at that time. Um, no, it's not right. It's not right. We shouldn't toughen up. Um, being emotional, being vulnerable, uh, being an introvert, all these things bring their own specialties. Um, mm -hmm. they, I mean, God forbid we all toughen up and become the most resilient that we, we can be because, mm -hmm. the, you know, it's going to shut down communication. It's going to cut down on individuality and problem solving is going to disappear out the window. No, no. Um, mm -hmm. Horror, I can't use that word, but but being you know creative, emotional, and um, uh, not being able to cope with things—that's just part of being a human. Yes, you can increase those those skills, those behaviours, but it's mm. to be afraid of it's to accept them. Yeah, and, and and without wishing to be too political, I suppose you know, it could be argued that um, a lot of the education culture of the last few years has been designed to put kids under more stress. That that was 
Absolutely. Just actually being mentally it was seen as, um, as, 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 as a positive, as a, as, a, as a strength. But that, but isn't that a slightly perverse interpretation of mental toughness? No, put him through exams. So that, that's resilience, right? Be resilient. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't remember who said it, but, but one of the ministers did come out and say, you know, well, we did it back in our day and it didn't do us any harm. And it's, you know, that, that's not progression, is it? That's, that's regression. So it's not about, uh, and, I, and I don't believe, yes. I, I honestly don't believe in, in you know, end uh, just one final exam. I mean, that's summative assessment just, just tells me how good I am on the day at that time. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and again, because we're both positive people, Sean, aren't we? And, um, and we're not alone, of course. I'd like, I'd like to think that um, the, the mental health of children will largely improve over the next few months. So, for example, kids who don't have to take exams, mm -hmm. on, which, on which everything depends, these yeah. end of year exams, um, they don't have to do those anymore. So many of them will actually have some kind of positive outcome without the stress, without the trauma of um, you know, waiting for results and doing badly and having to reset and everything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm noticing that with, with my uh, youngest, of course, you know, he's, he doesn't have to take his A-levels now. So, yeah. you know, the, because he's worked so hard over mm. the year, which has been over the last two years, which has been really stressful, he doesn't have to endure the unnecessary stress of revision and exams yeah and um similar for sats of course for year six you know oh, if, yeah. if they're not doing sats this year then why do sats at all yeah yeah absolutely if and this is the, we won't do it of course because that's not the system and that we live in unfortunately but i i think you're we, we're striking a system now we're, we're creating a system we're progressing into something that does work can work and we None of these kids are going to go to university and steal a place. They have absolutely earned their way there, haven't they? Your youngest, my eldest, exactly the same um, um, situation. And they're both going to progress on to employment, apprenticeship, um, higher education, um, validly. Mm, absolutely. So uh, just to wrap this up, if, if, if mm -hmm. I may, over the next few minutes, um, yeah. we're, we're starting to explore the, the different ways in which we're starting to think, aren't we? Yeah. In the yes. ways that we're educating, coaching and helping people and supporting people and so on. Yes. Um, do we agree that this is really changing really, really quickly in terms of uh, ourselves and our own uh, professional lives and professional relationships? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think people are getting more adaptive. Uh, we certainly are. I, I, I definitely am. Um, <laughs> income disappears, then suddenly it's all about shift of mindset. So that, yeah, you, you, do get, you do go through the change curve and uh, you do go through an emotional journey, but then it is a snap into, right, okay, how do we diversify? What else can we do? How do we do the same thing, but do it online? And so, yeah, it's, it's our, our possibilities are boundless and it's, it's a tough thing to think about, but actually looking at what is happening right now, it's not a blessing from the, what's happening just from a physical perspective um, of the virus, but certainly from, from what can happen, what can come out of this, the opportunities are absolutely incredible, absolutely amazing. And the conversations I'm having with people I would never have, or indeed never get around to having in the next 10 years. Yes, absolutely. Yes, and um, really, 
that's scary at the same time of course because when you've got mm. you know, infinite choice uh, that mm. creates its own stresses of course isn't it so what 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 advice do you give to people when um, yeah. when they have these infinite choices I mean, it's a rhetorical question really isn't it but when people have infinite choice it's it, it's a bit uh, distressing because they have to develop these skills and ways of thinking which perhaps uh, may feel yeah. alien to them at this time yeah. um but of course, it's a, a slow process, and that, that's, a, uh, that's a, a bit of a paradox, really, is it? because everything's changing so quickly, yet uh, for many people, that change of mindset is quite a slow thing, isn't it? Like change, turning around an oil tanker. I've got uh, just, just my answer is, is very, very, very simple. It's, it's to find the stillness and to find a moment in time where you can stop, make a decision, and act on the intent. Yeah. Absolutely. And I suppose to, to, to linked to that, one of the things that, that I've learned very quickly over the last uh, week or so is that I know how it feels to get off the roundabout now. I've always mm. liked the idea of getting off the roundabout, but <laughs> I've had to do it over the last week or so yeah. somehow. Yeah. And, it's, uh, and it, it feels great, doesn't it? And we're okay. And, and do you know what? Mm. Yeah. The, the, the world is still here. It's still turning and it still will. Things are happening yeah. out there. But 12 months from now, we'll be looking back on it and thinking, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Do you remember? So, mm. yeah. Yeah. The lessons that we have to learn potentially now based on our actions, because that's really what you were talking about there, which is incredibly important. We have to act. We can't just sit back. Yeah. Absolutely. They're, they're boundless. Absolutely boundless. So, yeah. Who knows what we will discover and, and how we will develop ourselves personally. This, this is a fantastic, fantastic personal opportunity to progress mm. and it's so energizing isn't it that, that we, yeah. we have to act and uh, yes. we don't know how so could we end with a, end with a few uh, tips on how we want to do things differently so we, we talked about uh, that it was just sort of bouncing back and forth like a game of ping pong as it were so I, I started off with um, don't spend too much time looking on twitter at negative spirals yep. if you like you know and to go sort of um, inside themselves and generate their own negativity of themselves yes yeah, great advice. Um, what you focus on, you become. So search out, um, if you want to look for news, then search out valid news, such as Reuters. Um, uh, I think, uh, I believe that they're a very good uh, neutral uh, news agency, but keep away from any sensationalism. Um, don't even look at the news if you don't want to. Uh, that, what are you going to get out of it? What are you searching for? What you search for, I guarantee you, don't be afraid of that, but also be happy about it. Concentrate mm. and find what you enjoy, what you love, what makes you happy, and find ways to do that. So if it is half an hour's exercise, um, walking outside, um, then, then set that as a goal, as a daily goal, and look forward to it. And that's part of our focus. Uh, mm. Reframe everything that's happening. Reframe everything positively, whatever you possibly can. So this is a fantastic opportunity for me for learning new technologies, for adapting what I'm doing, to take what I do online, to make sure I have a mass audience. Mm with people well, I was zooming Australia last night and we're talking about between the, the, the two continents is just fantastic the 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 things that we can do uh, revel in it but also allow yourself to feel happy allow yourself to feel okay with what is going on and allow yourself to feel okay if you are feeling bad just be okay mm -hmm. with your emotions accept them let go of the negativity and move forward to the next moment because life is just a collection of moments and it's your choice to make it a happy moments. Yeah, and, and I, I think that even getting through a week, because obviously so much has changed in a week. Yeah, you've grown as a grown as a person so much in that yeah. week. 
Yeah. So if you look at things like, I mean, obviously this, this podcast is, is, is about uh, education and innovation and technology. Mm-hmm. So um, just how much you've had to be nimble thinking and adaptive during that week. Is, yes. Now, now we're all sort of a little bit off, off the roundabout. We can reflect on that you know, more regularly, can't we? And it feels good. Yeah, excellent. Reflection, uh, what a wonderful tool. What a wonderful tool. Don't, don't go dashing through life. Reflect on what we've done, but re- reflection enables you to do it positively. So I uh, can't agree with you more, Pete. Mm. Yeah, no, of course, what we often find in, in education is that there's no time to reflect or we, we don't feel yeah. as though there's time to reflect. And uh, obviously it, it, it's pointless reflecting if you can't dedicate time to it. Yeah, yeah. Inject those well, moments of stillness. Brilliant. What a takeaway. Thank you. Thank you so much, um, Sean. I've really enjoyed uh, talking to you. Um, and it's been, I might have said this to you before, I don't know, that we, when we met a few years ago, I, it had a lasting impact on me because you, you're doing a session on how to use LinkedIn. Yeah. And I started um, giving, providing consultancy to people uh, about mm. how to use LinkedIn. And yes. it was actually quite profitable for, for, for a while. And I was doing it on, um, through Skype and I was doing it through creating reports and so on. So it was True. really useful. And of course, it developed a lot of, sort of very positive and adaptive thinking in, in me as well. So I thank you a lot for that. Fantastic. That's wonderful to hear. So things like that, 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 that keep me going. That's, that's what drives me, just, just hearing. We like to think that we have a little input into people's lives, and we really do. So hearing a human story like that is, is just tremendous. Thank you so much for that. My pleasure. Well, it's, it's real. <laughs> I'm, I'm, keep, I'm, I'm keeping it real, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Thanks. Love that. Brilliant. Thank you. Well, Thank you so much, and uh, we'll we'll be in touch soon, and um, I will see you in in person on the other side. Definitely. Look forward to it. Thank you very much. Cheers, Sean. You take it easy. And you. Cheers. Bye. Cheers now. Bye-bye. And next, it's Paul Rose, a former head teacher who created You Teach Me and You Teach Me Too. Apologies for the sound quality. Significant events always offer amazing opportunities for new growth. So think about the recent forest fires in Australia. Already new plants will be growing and establishing themselves where it wouldn't have been possible for them to survive before the fire. And I believe that the same is going to happen in education. And I speak as a former head teacher and as the long-struggling founder of an education technology startup. This event that has closed schools and thrown traditional teaching methods up in the air is the opportunity for new pedagogies to emerge and to have sufficient time and support from schools to prove themselves. And I truly believe that once this period of time is over, schools will have had the opportunity to see that there is a better way of working and to be hopefully more ready to seize the opportunities that the technology offers. That's it for this week. Until next week, please take care of yourself and your loved ones. I'll talk edtech and education and innovation next week. See you later.